Especially exercise in the year of lockdowns. What do you do? How do you oh, stay fit? Oh, man. So, like everybody, well, like, probably like 99 point, yeah, 99.9% of people, when the pandemic hit, I was doom scrolling. I uh, couldn't help it, right? Uh, everybody was on Twitter, you know? So, um, but I knew I had to fight that. And here's why. You're talking do- doom scrolling? Like, just oh, doom scrolling. Fed? Okay, yeah, I thought four yeah. exercise tips, but you're just saying the doom scroll. No, just the doom scrolling of like, what's the pandemic? What's COVID? Yeah. Um, oh, like tech companies. What are the numbers so like great. in my area? What are yeah. the numbers like? What's a vaccine? Trump is being mean. Oh, yeah. man, that sounded yeah. so beatnik. But I, I, was, <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking at the long road ahead. Because hear me out. I was like, man. And this was probably a week after doom scrolling. I was like, but dude. You know, I was self-talking. I don't have a mirror in my room, but I was self-talking. I was like... This too shall pass. This too shall pass. And when it does, boy, oh boy, is everybody gonna be thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 thirsty. Yeah, thirsty. Thirsty. Uh, Dan Savage is talking at the uh, the whoring 20s. Because apparently (laughs) after the last uh, pandemic... There was this huge kind of yeah uh, wave oh. of uh, sexuality. So he's uh, he's like get re- get ready everyone. Get ready. That and and uh, hey, I just got <laughs> vaxxed is apparently the new. Are you up? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, hey, I, hey, I can't hey, wait. hey baby, baby, baby. Just got vaxxed. <laughs> you got, got vaxxed? Got vaxxed. <laughs> it's all safe, man. It's all you, safe. Man. You vaxxed, bro? You vaxxed, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it depends what kind of sexual encounter you're looking for. <laughs> it's um, like you at the gym, like, hey, bro. Well, well, hey, <laughs> hey, bro. Anyway. You, you vaxxed? Anyway, so, I mean. You want to yeah. lift, the, lift these weights with me, bro? You vaxxed? <laughs> you vaxxed, bro? Um, but, okay. But I just, I started running. I just started doing, um, yeah, going out. Um, I mean, the great thing though, I, I do, I, even after the pandemic hit my YMCA group, oh man, I love them. They're, um, with the sunrise Boot Camp. We have still been at it since the pandemic. Like we meet at public parks and like we mask up. Um, we do like remote, um, distance, like zoom workouts together. We've been consistently doing this Tuesdays and Thursdays at least, but even the group would do even more than that. We've consistently been doing it. Like I gotta say, I gotta give a shout out to the YMCA Sunrise Boot Camp group out of the East Bay. We've woo been woo. at it. Yeah, we've been at it. I'm, I'm not a part since. of it. So that, that woo woo was just uh, Nate, uh, that was it, to be shouting out. But yeah. I mean, no. If you were here, you would totally be in it, and you would be loving it. It's like, it's like Vit Fighter Boot Camp, but with like a more diverse like uh, range of folks, socioeconomic, age wise. Just everybody's in it, but shout out to them because they really kept me sane. They just kept everything normalized for me throughout how many, this whole pandemic. Uh, how many people in this group? You said six. Um, no, 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 no. Like I'm it's talking, big. I'm talking big. Like we uh, okay. would, it would be at least thirty people. Ah, uh, but you um, would meet groups with like six. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was like 30, 30, 
30 people like on average when we were meeting in person, you know, pre-pandemic, but even post-pandemic too. Like, I mean, 30 on average on Zoom and then when we're in person, there might be 10, there might be 15, but we've been at it since the beginning of the pandemic. So consistently. So yeah, just shout out to them. Um, speaking of shout outs, uh, I'm Jimmy Tran. Oh, and I'm Nathan Byerline. And, this and welcome is... to the What the ESL, the making podcast. of a series podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like every other word at some point. Like what? Every other word. Every <laughs> other word is spoken. Hey, what is What the I'm ESL joking. podcast? What the ESL is a Bro? series about making our series come to life That's on right. screen. Yeah. And uh, we talk about, well, because it takes place in Hanoi. So a lot of our topics are based around... Uh, Things in Vietnam, uh, especially Hanoi, but also just things like writing, writing, relationships, love. And today, we're going to talk about exercise a little bit more. Nate? Oh, yeah. What about you? What has been your routine in Hoi An as it comes to working out? I'm glad that you asked, Jimmy. So, oh, you're uh, welcome. Be- beyond the cycling the toddler around uh, when we were <laughs> able to, to do so... Um, yeah, I'm 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 runner. I'm like yeah, it's a beautiful place to run. You got the rice paddies and stuff. And uh, you know, since this began, Vietnam's been on and off lockdowns, right? So literally, right before this last lockdown, which we're free of now, that's probably why uh, I sound I sound sober and happy, supposed mm. to drunk and grumpy. Um, <laughs> drunk, grumpy, <laughs> grumpy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, w- there was Iron Man was gonna happen, like literally. Uh, a, like five days before the, <laughs> we were locked down, there was going to be an Ironman competition with people all over the country coming together to sweat together. And then everyone's in their house. Uh, so this is, I think, this is the fourth time that this Ironman thing has been put off. So uh, I've been, since this began, just kind of like training for a marathon that never happens, right? Like. Oof. I was uh, I was ready to go. Yeah, like uh, my times were good. Uh, I'd done a lot of like you know half half marathon like practice runs, and then it kind of stopped. So then you know I, I continue to run, uh, but it just like kind of drops off. Or it's like I don't know what the motivation is. They just put in that like it's gonna happen in August, but there's no way. Um, but anyways, this Nate, has been two years of this like kind of getting Nate, ready for a marathon that never happens. Wait, Nate, training yeah. for a marathon. That never happens. I know it sounds. Is, is it, yeah. Isn't that life, bro? <laughs> well, no. I would say I would say that marathons do happen in life, though. Yeah, you know, like I don't, the event, the big events, the big things do happen, right? That's true. That's true. Um, the big things. The well, small yeah, things are the big things. Exactly. Can you know I just talk to you real quick about uh, running in a mask, though, and how bad that feels? <sighs> I know. It's and tough. it's hot. It's hot here. So, like, I feel like I'm going to, uh, yeah, like, I feel like I'm going to faint a lot of the time. I feel like I'm being suffocated as I, I go run around out there. Like, it's, like, I, I don't know. But it's, uh, but, you know, I, I, I'll do it. It's better than not getting the exercise. You said you were swimming. Is that, is, are you really oh, open now? Can you, can you just, can you just For go swim? For the past now? couple of weeks, our local YMCA has started releasing swim times in the denominations of 30 minutes Per session, what you have to do is 24 hours before your appointment, you have to sign up through the web app that they've um, set up. So, if for example, uh, the earliest swim sessions start at 7:05 a.m. now, like they actually just changed that. 
7.05 a.m. So that means the 7.05 a.m., the, um, the day before, morning before, you have to sign up at 7.05 on the dot because that session fills up so quick. You can just imagine there are like, like probably like 49 other people yeah. at the same time opening up that web app on their phone and just constantly hitting refresh until you can get a slot and then pressing that slot. I mean, it's as hard, if not harder, than getting a PlayStation 5. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so hard. But, like, dude, when, when I get the session, I'm so happy. It's like it's like one of the best. It, it totally makes my day when I can get a swim appointment for the next day. And I got to tell you, 30 minutes in that pool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Oh, man. Oh. Well, you are going to be very excited when I take a picture of the three swimming pools that'll be a part of my new like uh the, the new place yeah the place that we're living in Honshu and city has like God, they're, they're like, not olympic size but they're like half olympic what, size like, what, but there are three is, of them what is this own is this like a a condo owned by the oligarch of russia or like what, what is this <laughs> there it's a common thing in the the Taodian area like district two has a lot of these uh apartment complexes but uh yeah yeah Oof. i don't know but like uh, yeah. it's never that full when i was there for the week like i could just go down whatever I, and i was and usually... i totally know why i know why you, you ready for Cause this because it's, it's there it's, you can. Well, i think i think one yeah one it's there but i the, and this is real um because yeah um People are afraid of getting darker. Oh, yes. No, that yeah. was definitely... Because there the were two times thing, a day. Dude. Yeah, two times a day it was like I could hear kids and everyone out there. But beyond that, it was all good. So, yeah. People yeah, are afraid I'm of a... getting darker, man. They don't They don't want to tan out. Like, it's yeah. actually not a thing. It, you know, I mean, in Vietnam and Asia in general, you know, they want to keep their skin white. Like, that's like a sign of like wealth and prosperity like yeah. you don't have to be out in the sun like yeah, you're, you're not, not that kind of fields. person yeah exactly no, no i i get it uh but yeah i'm definitely i'm gonna love that um but yeah it was always like me and like one old guy like yeah. uh d different old guys but like that would be about it maybe maybe another person reading a book right. on a chair somewhere on, in like the shade but yeah no it's very good oh, hey it's gonna be so fun you know what's gonna be oh especially right now the, the feeling i was worried uh <laughs> uh we keep getting off trapper <laughs> off traffic <laughs> off topic but uh so my plan because like you know so vietnam's now shut down in different areas right like da nang yeah. is still locked down but hoi an is open hanoi just started to do a lockdown where all the restaurants and things are closed but ho chi minh city is still open you're like but only like 10 people can go oh it's, it's all staggered oh it's all so different now Dude, but that's crazy i'm about to travel down uh in a in uh like a tourist van like like an airport shuttle <laughs> i'm gonna be going down with my dog and everything i own so bad. Uh, and th this guy's gonna drive us down but i'm gonna have to go through all these different districts and stuff with a letter of declaration that like i have this place i'm going to and i have a job because they're all right. these like yeah they blocked off like all the major roads like you have to go through these like checkpoints now yeah right but it's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. Yeah. They're also um, cracking down on tourist visas and stuff. A lot of people are getting kicked out of the country suddenly. Whoa, whoa, so, wait, wait. You mean like if you so, just arrived at the airport, then you like have to fly back? or No, well, uh, yeah. So something that's been going on for quite a while here, and I think you're aware of it because you potentially did it at one point. They have these business visas that you can get right yeah like three months six months six months but they're uh and you, you know like you get it you're like okay but i'm not 
oh, that's weird because I'm not working. I'm I'm gonna be here for six months or yeah, like or uh, yeah. but those are tied to these like shell companies, right? So it's always these uh, officials that were getting little money like bribes and stuff to do it. Right. So they've they've done this big crackdown. They were gonna do this big crackdown and then COVID happened, so they kind of put it aside. But it was kind of happening, and then the Vietnam decided to be very nice to everyone and say we'll just extend your tourist visas indefinitely so you don't have to leave the country. Right. But anyways, recently they flipped back around. So, like, people are getting denied those business visas. And they have like, to fly out. And they've got to fly out. And then there's speculation that, because uh, what you could do is get a tourist visa, like, for one month, and then every month you had to keep uh, renewing it. Right. Is the, way, is the recent, like, law. They're talking about uh, denying those, too. Nobody knows for sure, but, like, a lot of people... Who have been here for like 15 years in Huan suddenly have to leave. Like you remember Randy oh. from Randy's books? Maybe this a that's uh, it. Nope. nope. All right. Well, he's this old American guy. He has a little bookstore called Randy's Books. It's like over the river. He floods a lot in the area where he is. But he's been here for 15 years. He was like an old uh, army vet guy. Right. Um, right. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's been posting up. It's like after 15 years here, uh, he's getting kicked out. Yeah, you know, because 15 of that. years straight. Yeah, no, I mean, like he's a, a lifer. A lot of people are in that situation, unless right. you're, unless they're married or you have a legitimate job. Um, I mean, so he yeah. like he's got to just fly out of the country and just. I mean, wow. they they give you a certain amount of time, but yeah, but uh, after fifteen years, like you know, uh, well, for example, <laughs> my brother-in-law and nephew both just got kicked out. They were planning on leaving in July, so it's not a huge deal. But they just got told they have to leave in like two weeks. And then, and then, um, until COVID's over, then they can come back. No, no. I mean, they'd have to come back on a tourist visa or something. But oh, uh, okay. but, oh, so they'll be let back right then. now. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, they're not like blacklisted out of the country. But right. like, they'd have to. Uh, but right now, Vietnam's not letting anyone in, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting, huh? Oof. But my sister's still okay, apparently. So yeah. But uh, yeah, it's all all very interesting. Man, that just sounds. That's so crazy because, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, Vietnam was like one of the leaders in this COVID prevention. But now it just sounds like there are so many situations to consider. Oh, no. Yeah, they're doing a good job. But that's the thing. So their their track and trace has gotten pretty advanced. But that's why, you know, the the first reaction is like, let's shut the whole country down. Like, because they didn't really know how to deal with it. Where now they're kind of like, okay, well, let's... uh, shut down this district or let's shut down. All right. Like we need to keep, uh, this town closed for, you know, four weeks. But if there's, I don't, uh, if you can blockade things correctly in quarantine yeah. areas, then that, right. you know, it should kind of take care of itself, but it's been working pretty well. Also, yeah, like they're, yeah. they're tracing, like they're using, like, um, I think the U S must be doing the same thing, but they're testing the sewage. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like in right. different areas. So they, uh, if there are, are some cases that they weren't able to find patient zero for, right, um, yeah. then they can still kind of test the like sewage in different areas. Because like if things start popping up, then you're gonna block that area off. Uh, mm. It's interesting though. But yeah, they've they've got they've gotten pretty pretty good. Uh, right. But anyways, hopefully we're done. I they just because I was like, where are the vaccines? What's happening? But uh, yeah, apparently they've just secured like a hundred million vaccines. Hey. All right. Yeah, and I've heard rumors they're like on the border. They're just not sure how to get <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Oh. But uh, it's all going to uh, happen. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust that. No, yeah. Well, you got to go to the uh, the one at the Cambodian border where you got to go to a casino. 
Well, all right. Yeah. So my, getting vaccinated my HR casino, guy, actually. Yeah, my, my HR guy, that's what he was kind of saying. He's like, nobody knows for sure, but like, you may have to go to the border to get it. Like, what? Go to the border? Hey, that would the be... The Cambodian border is like 15 hours away. That would be a great advertisement for that casino. Just imagine this. You know, come over the weekend, <laughs> get some slots in, get some uh, get some hold them in, and get vaxxed. Yeah, you won't know if it's a hangover or a mild side effect from a vaccine. <laughs> oh, man. The, the hangover part four. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, there's some conspiracy theories floating around that, like, um, this last, like, you know, scare, this last outbreak scare was just to get the country ready to get vaccinated. Nice. Right, that every, everyone good. will like, well, no, but just that it'll be like, you know, that there really weren't that many cases or something, but it's just going to be everyone being like, yes, I want to get vaccinated. Let's do it. Like, right. Uh, we'll see, though. It's not going to be like America where people are hesitant. This is going to be, I imagine, I, I might be wrong, but I imagine it's going to be like, Hundred percent across the board, yeah. Hundred yeah, percent within sure. a month of them being thing being it. Oh, totally. No, but totally. Yeah. Um, crazy. That I mean, no, that's crazy cool. I have full confidence that Vietnam is just going to get vaccinated really quickly and to get. I mean, the bounce back time versus America. I think it's going to be no question. It's going to be so much more efficient. Well, also, yeah, because I mean, it hasn't been locked down, so no, yeah, nothing. Everything is still kind of in place, right? So yeah. once, uh, I don't know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting, uh, but yeah, my bet would be pretty close to a hundred percent compliance. Like it'll be very high of like, yeah, because yeah. it's a fairly compliant uh, populace. Uh, yeah. the, you may, may be forced to take them. That'll be interesting. I don't know, like, what ages is everyone taking? Like, is a three-year-old going to have to take right. the vaccine? I, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, because in the States, it's all been staggered in the, you know, of course, the, the more elderly populations get it first, and then we move down the, the age brackets. Um, and then now, um, finally, I think after, like, what's it been, a couple of weeks, if not months already, um, now we're at the point where we're vaccinating middle schoolers, so... Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. yeah, just probably to get the numbers up to herd immunity, right? Because there yeah, are so many. Yeah, because it's again such a political thing of like, oh, I actually don't trust the vaccine <laughs> that right. um, that they were so proud to you know have made like uh, Trump's stuff about. Oh man, we've never really done this. We're talking about politics. Uh, real, Ooh, just real quick, but he was spicy. so proud to have gotten the vaccine. You know, Operation like Light Speed and stuff, right? Like, they were taking credit for getting the vaccine out there, but then now they're all, like, very hesitant to telling everyone, like, I mean, man. nobody's backing this thing that they were so proud that they apparently made, even though yeah, it had nothing to do with them. But they were so proud of it. And now they're like, well, I don't know if it's safe. Uh, man, my it's body. Like, I mean, I just think, I mean, if I was his advisor, I would have been like, look, man, if you save all these lives, American lives, um, and you were pro-vaccination right at the get-go, I think he would have won the election. Yeah. He would have been the hero. I don't know. Man, I, mean, I, I mean, that's uh, just me. I, I, I don't know, but yeah. One last uh, thing on this topic before we get to work, because we should get to work. But, but before we go to work, I just wanted mm. to say, because I've been, like, it, it's... I woke up this morning laughing for some reason, because it just popped Ooh. in my mind. But there was this... Uh, think about like a I lot like of laughing. members of the GOP talking about their body, like Tucker Carlson, especially, but like these things have been kind of like, 
Nobody has the right to tell me what to do with my body. You can't no tell way. me to go back. Are you serious? No. Yeah, Were but they? it's like it's like the same exact like rhetoric like, with what? like uh, abortion and so Yeah, exactly. Like, Wait a second. What? You can't you can't have it both ways where you're telling people what they can and can't do with their bodies, but you my body is precious. I'm a middle aged white man and I'm like <laughs> I would. This is my body. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't tell me. I don't want other people telling me what I can do with my body. What What's the song that comes to mind? I'm staring at the man in the mirror. <laughs> Wait, is that how the lyrics go? I don't know. You the Michael Jackson song. The Michael Jackson song. Okay. Oh, right. the man yeah, in the mirror. The man in the mirror. Yeah, oh, man in the mirror. Hey, dude, why um, don't you start? Why don't you start singing that while uh while I while I get us to work? Um, oh, oh. Let, let's uh, go to work. But you, let's you go to work. Singing. Yeah, I, let's go to work. <laughs> Jimmy's going to sing us to work. I'm staring at the man in... Oh, too, gosh. Too loud. Ooh, like, a little ooh, bit... Little, yeah, a little bit quieter. Like, you're kind of, like, you're humming it. Like, we're, you know, like, we're kind of... The there we go. Yeah, like a long... Yeah, like a long drive. Oh, hey, we're at work. And guess what? Really fitting that you were sing <laughs> singing Michael Jackson, uh, a known pedophile, as we talk about uh, adoption. adoption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and the fact that the U.S. was not allowed to uh, to adopt Vietnamese That's children. That's right, Nate. That's right. It's called the... So... So, um, oh wait! I, first, wait. Why? Why is this work? What? Why is this work? Yeah. Very good question. This is work because what the ESL? Um, when we started writing the series, um, we were thinking of ways to have Stephen and Summer, the main characters of the story, um, giving them a big reason to go back to Vietnam. Because I, I, I think we were sold on that reason of. You know, it couldn't just have been this, you know, um, this, what we were regarding the small reason of, you know, going back to the mother, you know, whatever your motherland may be. Right. And having that be like the sole reason to go back. And like that, that's, that's just not big enough for the TV series. And we're, well, it, it wouldn't justify them not breaking up. Right. Like if you oh. were with a partner and they said, I just want to go away for a year. Like, you'd probably not, be like, well, I guess we're breaking up. Or you'd go with right. them, right? But to keep them together for this period, the idea was, yeah, the adoption, right? Right, right. Um, um, and and I, also, I think there were, well, I mean, like, I've got some adopted siblings. I know that came into it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, when I was thinking about this reason, I was like, man, this like, I think this, this also hits close to home for Nate, too. Well, there was that, yeah, so there was that, but then also... Um, well, yeah, Stephen just had a kid, and so we, we were kind of thinking of Stephen mm. and his um, his wife. Uh, right. We don't say her name in the podcast, right? Are we keeping... Yeah, yeah. C. 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 <laughs> I'm sure we've said her name. C. I think so. Time. I think we might but let's, be, yeah. let's be careful now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, they had just had a kid, and so I think we were kind of thinking of Stephen as that guy who has a kid, right? Right. 
pre right. pre kid Steven and post kid Steven and stuff. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's so they they were adopting a kid was a big reason of it. Um, but what we realized in our last conversation was we didn't really treat the adoption with as much um, reverence, like as yeah. like as, I mean, like, like as much gravity as it really demands. We just kind I of mean, glossed it, over it. It's it you know. So last week I did some work of um, you know parsing out all our episodes. We we wrote it all in this long Google Doc. But I, I just took this piece of paper, like eight and a half by eleven, and started plotting out like the main bullet points for each episode. And then, yeah, actually, and then you know, after our talk last week, you know, going through those bullet points, I was like, wow, the we were talking about the adoption in episode one, in episode ten, and that's it. Like it wasn't really sprinkled in anywhere else, or it, it yeah. didn't really take on a story C. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if, I mean, yeah, adoption can't just be this. You know, here we introduce it. And then there we pay it back in episode ten. You, I mean, it's too—that's too bookended. There, There's—it it doesn't live through the other uh, episodes, and it has to. Yeah, if, especially if it is important. Yes, like because most of it is like Stephen uh, acting like a person that I wouldn't necessarily want to have a kid. Like you, you wouldn't yeah. be like, oh yeah, that guy needs a kid. So, yeah, um, right, right. The way he behaves, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so the work here was uh, do some research on adoption in Vietnam, which we'd done a bit a long, long time ago. Uh, but then Jimmy uh, has done a deep dive, so we'll be getting yeah. to that. And then, uh, and then we're going to have a bit of a talk about, one, do we want to keep adoption as such an important thing? And then, two, how can we integrate it in the plot? Uh, if we are going to do it, how can we uh, integrate it into the plot a little bit more? Right, but, right. Um, so yeah, I, so I kind of interrupted you. So about the uh, adoptions, Americans not being well, allowed to adopt. I mean, so I I think yeah, let's get a little meta here because like one was, um, you know, so how does one go about researching um, any kind of topic? So, um, you know, I just did the simple uh, adoption Vietnam. You know, I was like interchanging those terms, um, and I did it on YouTube first because you know I just had YouTube on the TV and I started going down that rabbit hole. Um, and that ended up being one. Um, a lot of recent videos of Lana uh, Lana Condor, I think is her full name, um, but she was best known um, from the recent Netflix series to all the boys I've loved. Um, but yeah, she's actually a Vietnamese adoptee. Um, you know, her, her two uh, ad- adopted parents are white. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that she was an adoptee, so that was fascinating. Um, and those are the recent YouTube hits. And then I started going down that YouTube rabbit hole, Vietnam, adoption. And then, you know, I got this testimony from this one Vietnamese dude. Um, and then all these other random, like, um, you know, parents that went to Vietnam and they took these home videos. But all that said, they, going down that rabbit hole actually was like, yeah, that wasn't my answer. Oh, and then, but it did lead me to ultimately what Steven and Summer found in the series, which was Angelina Jolie. Um, right. and her adoption stories and then so but then i just you know it was all these really like shallow one minute ap associated press videos so then i just went on my ipad and then i just went down the google google news rabbit hole and then you know and then it brought me back to one the angelina jolie story which was 2007 when she adopted um uh pax yeah pax is his name pax tian um, 2007 that's so that right. was 2007 yeah. Yeah. and then and then i found like so these links and we'll, we'll link this here in the podcast notes um and then um it brings you to these um the news story about the 
Hague, am I pronouncing this right? H-A-G-U-E, the Hague Convention, Yeah. which was essentially, even though Vietnam opened up, you know, hey, you know, Angelina Jolie was this big story, and, you know, basically, once Angelina Jolie adopts a baby, of course, there's going to be a whole floodgates of, like, oh, my gosh, we can, you know, go to Vietnam and adopt uh, Vietnamese um, children. But then um, the U.S. shut it down, actually, because of the Hague Convention, which, um, you know, after checking um, with um, the Vietnamese authorities at the time, um, there just weren't enough checks and balances um, with well, the adoption practices. Just, yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah, I would say checks, more checks, of anything, of just, um, you know, are they um, aligning themselves with, um, with uh, proper adoption practices and... Um, and then there were these stories about, um, you know, the, how do I say, the adoption agencies, they would also go on these, like, you know, uh, quote-unquote extravagant trips back to the States. Um, and so there was just a lot of this malpractice and just, you know, scandals and mismanagement and just, um, uh, yeah, just things weren't lining up in terms of best practices for adoption. And so for what I believe was... Um, all the way until 2014, there was a whole ban from the United States, um, or just anybody American, maybe Europe, Europe too, but just like there was a whole cutoff from 2008 to 2014, nobody could adopt, um, at least from the U.S. side. Okay. I know there are a lot of adoptions that go from Europe too, but at least speaking to the story, that would mean Stephen and Summer would run right into that barrier of you know, that first year, 2008, because the story, well, we're setting the story to be in 2008 because, you know, Obama, um, and also, like, that also aligns with our personal timelines when we first came to Vietnam to live there yeah. as expats. Well, but, and also just because, like, we, we both kind of hit on this because, like, it was kind of, that was it a little bit in the beginning was just like, hey, let's, yeah, let's just set it at that time, which, yeah, when right. we first started talking, this didn't seem that long ago, but now world is so different and vietnam is so different it's like that right. timeline is quite interesting how it is a, a period piece you know right but yeah. right um, but yeah i i just think that's so funny that i was like you know on initial you know on initial read of that like the hate convention i was like oh ouch yeah like, that means they can't adopt but then also on the flip side of that too what if that is the thing in season one yeah. that really challenges their relationship. Yeah, well, here's my question for you. Is that, sorry, so they could adopt in 2008 or they couldn't? No, so they couldn't. So, At all. Right? Or like, and so what if the story is in the season, somehow in one of the episodes, they discover that the hate convention happens and then, you know, I don't know, episode seven or six, I don't know which one, but boom, they run into that roadblock and that's the very thing that just drives a wall between them and really Ooh. challenges their relationship. You like, hit something very interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, okay. Wait. So uh, you've got – all right. You've, uh, just to clarify the timeline of what did happen. So yeah. 2007, Angelina Jolie adopts a Big child. Big news story. Vietnam. Yep. And yeah. that – you know, like before any celebrity that, story. Yep. Yeah. But before that, people could adopt children from Vietnam. There was no problem. That was, was no problem. Like, okay. So that's something people were doing. Yep. Then 2008, right. they put a stop to it for yeah. how long? How many years? Um, 2014, last I remember. 2014. Okay. Then now they lifted I, it. Okay. No, U.S. Okay. You have lifted it. Vietnam was always cool with it, 
but it was the United, at least the United States side. They were like, nope, no Americans can adopt okay. from Vietnam. They're just not aligning with our practices. All right. So now the plot of our story, and I remember it came from something we'd heard, like, because um, my, my wife had a, volunteered at a, uh, an orphanage when she was in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, 2006, 2007, when did we come down? 2007, I think, right? Um, in which they were talking about adoption and how it was kind of like a harder process than it used to be or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm going to check on those dates and actually ask her because she probably remembers. But I know it was a difficult process. And what we based the plot on was that they had to stay in the country for so many months. Yeah. We said like a year in order for, the, I think we were saying the Vietnamese government to allow them to adopt a child. Yeah, that was I, that was supposedly the plot, right? But you're right. saying maybe it's more. Well, I mean, I guess it's a different years, right? So 2008, you couldn't adopt a child from Vietnam because they just put a, a stop to this. Yep, they put a stop to it for like 2008 to 2014. Okay. So then, but then the interesting thing is, just as they're, you know, because it's going to be like that uptick of like, oh, Angelina Jolie did. That's why we're doing it. That's what inspired them to do it. Yeah. Then they come here on the ground. And they learn on the ground that, nope, right when you got here, we're cutting it all off. Right. So, okay, I like the idea of, uh, I, I think there's got to be more inspiration, obviously, than Angelina Jolie. Because, like, he's right. he's Vietnamese. Potentially, uh, I don't know, there's got to be some reason that he really wants to adopt. And I, I've got a, something to pitch you real quick. Okay. What if they had already met the kid that they were going to adopt together? Ooh. And then, yeah, so they already kind of, it's a baby, but like, they're like, that's going to be their, their, their baby. And then, uh, but Steven has to stay there for so many months before they allow him to, uh, you know, oh. get the child. So and then, like, yeah. but then the new law comes in. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, if that's And then potentially the case, that's why they have to stay in Vietnam. With, and then without them knowing of if the convention will ever be lifted or right. Yeah. Well, because like, you know, they're, they'll be allowed to take, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is going to require some research. I mean, there, there's another thing that we could do, which is just, uh, place this in 2006 or yeah. Could, could place it, it in just, 2006. Yeah. Could it doesn't it, need, the Angelina Jolie thing doesn't need to be. Could yeah. we, could it be placed in 2014? No, that'd be way too late. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be way too late. That, that yeah, that wouldn't, that would also well, be. I mean, we could. I mean, but it it gets rid of the period thing, but uh, or or do we? Yeah, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, th there's just something I, special about yeah two thousand eight and that that you know the Obama era, the beginning yeah. of this Obama era. Yeah, I would also argue Hanoi is a very different place now than it was when we were there. Oh, definitely. So Definitely. like uh, yeah, I mean we're talking like a decade, which like right. you probably barely recognize it. Like some places in Hanoi will look the same, I imagine. Right. But like yeah, I don't know. So um, okay, this is all very interesting. So uh, we what we need to figure out is so we need to figure out if they if they were coming to adopt this child, we need to figure out at least what their intentions were. So what were the laws that they were trying to follow, and how how was that going to work? then and then we right. need to figure out even more carefully like how um how, I like mean, what what did the hague convention then do to that plan so if they were yeah. in that situation where they had even started the process and potentially because uh stevens viet q 
Like maybe the law is slightly different. I, I don't I don't know. Like what if so, it was a family member that was you know that hadn't made it over that, that he's trying to adopt, right? They probably would have made an allowance for that. You know what you bring up something interesting with like well we you know what the audience is definitely gonna wanna know when they're watching the show and they and it is about adoption uh, in Vietnam is at least in the in the pilot or even the second episode, there's got to be like um, a sequence about, you know, walking uh, the audience through what the actual process is. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think so they'll want to watch that, yeah. Have you, uh, so I, I got inspired of like, we need to take this more seriously, starting to watch Master of None season three. I have started. You, have you seen I, I, that I saw, episode? I saw the pilot. Okay, I won't talk to you, but there, there yeah, is a, the uh, I think it's the third or the fourth episode goes into very much the process of, uh, not adoption, but getting pregnant, right? I'm not, like, oh. where they are, but the way that they kind of did it was like, yeah, no, because it's a, it's a huge thing. And, like, I, if we're going to do this, I think that is something we need to be uh, doing. Like, really? what, is, what are the steps of adoption? Like, why are they adopting? I mean, we said they couldn't have a kid, but why are they coming all the way to Vietnam to adopt? We need to have more inspiration than like, uh, oh, Angelina Jolie did it. Like, I mean, right? Like, because well, yeah, more of like where, where, how did their personal circumstances shape them up to get to this point of adoption? Yeah, and like, why? But why go to Vietnam to to do it? Right? Like, uh, so are, the whole thing is like Stephen trying to find himself an identity. There's definitely something there, right? Like, if him yeah. wanting to adopt a child from Vietnam. But what is it? Like, that's something we need to explore. Mm. And, you, and you know what? It's neither of our stories. We don't, we've never done that. Like, I, yeah. I have no, I don't know what the motivation would be to adopt from right. uh, Vietnam. My parents adopted my sister from India. Uh, but that would have been, yeah, like, what, 40 some years ago? Right, right. Um, but like, but it, it, it would be worth having a discussion with them about like how that felt emotionally, too. And why they chose to? I know for them though, it's like a religious thing. It was like a lot of because uh, they're you know they're Christian and like I think there was like a lot of push of like helping you know poor kids and stuff yep. like that. Uh, yep. And it was set up through like a family friend who knew a lot of like missionaries and stuff. So right. I think that's what like I knew they they wanted to have a kid. Uh, they adopted my they couldn't have a child. They adopted my oldest brother from you know like nearby, and then yep. uh, and then this came up and so i think it sounded like a thing i don't know but they were like 30 when they did it and they always used to show us pictures of them in india because they had to go to india for they were there for like a month or two like um to go through the process yeah um but yeah and they uh so yeah to to adopt my sister monica um but yeah like i don't know and they, they they talk about like the most adventurous time of their life like they would always show these pictures of like them on this like adventure and like uh which is cool, but that's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. yeah. So like so where cool. they kind of had to do it, but like it's really just like a trip that you come back with a baby. That's really weird, right? Hmm. Hmm. Like this fantastic right. backpacking adventure where they came back with a baby, with somebody's baby. Well, because I mean, you know, after you know, let's think about when you travel. After you travel, you come home and you bring like, oh, I got all these souvenirs, and you know, here's my story this behind baby. Them. But it's a baby. <laughs> it's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah, so, like, I think my, my parents' motivation is a product of, like, the church and them kind of feeling like they were doing some good, you know? Like, oh, we'll help, yeah. we're helping somebody out in need and stuff like that, which isn't necessarily bad. I know that there are corrupt cases of that, like, where, you know, people 
think they're helping, but they actually may be causing a problem. You know, but like, I'm going to say my parents' motivation was probably pretty pure, maybe confused in terms of like what they were doing. But like, yeah, they, uh, they're good parents. I think my, my sister would have nothing, you know, bad to say about that. But, uh, yeah, I think we do need to like interview some people who have done this process. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, because right. it's not our story. It's like we're not going to know the details of the feelings. Like, we're just kind of guessing we could make them up. But why? Why do that? We can find some people we could interview. Right. Um. Hey, I. There were those uh, YouTube couples. We could figure well, out a way to contact them. Yeah. So, like, why Vietnam? Why did you want to? Yeah. Like, ideally, somebody in Stephen's circumstances, like, right, who is like a Viet Q guy. Like, so what? Because, like, why would you? Why, why go to Vietnam to do this, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's, I think that's the question. If we want to go down this route, that's yeah. the kind of research we need to do is uh, right. actually talking to people who did this. Because right. otherwise it's just a lot of guesswork. Like, a why, yeah, like, this is, these need to be some big, interesting motivations. I can definitely right. interview my parents. We could get them on. That would be fun. The technology would... would be interesting. Actually, we could get my sister on too, with them. Oh god, that would be or what? Or what? Just, that would it would just be inter- that'd be very interesting. That would be very interesting. But um, te- tech-wise, could be problematic to get uh, you know seventy-five-year-olds uh, hmm. re- record. I don't know. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Let's let's potentially do that. But anyways, yeah, their I think their story though is going to be a bit different than what we're looking for. But it's an easy uh, interview, and like yeah, I'd still like to know those motivations and the way my sister felt about it. Yeah, um, I think they'd be open to talking about it. But yeah, ideally, somebody who went to Vietnam to adopt a child is like what we're looking for uh, oh, yeah. around this time period. Oh, actually, I don't. I want. I I was gonna type it, but you know what? Because uh, the clickety clack of the mic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, hey, uh, so here's another weird idea to just throw out there. Because mm-hmm. I know we're talking about how to integrate this in the plot, but I think a lot of it is we need to know the process because that'll drive the plot, right? That'll yeah. drive its own storyline right. and also the motivations. But he, let me uh, let me pitch this to you. What if he is adopting some sort of family member? Oh, so like well, Stephen's like, distant cousin or yeah i mean because we're saying that steven's family would have been like a some of the boat people or something like that or like mm-hmm. they, were, they were refugees at some point or what what mm-hmm. is what is that backstory right where did his uh his parents come to america mm. and we we haven't really we haven't explored that at all exactly is it war is it pre-war is it post-war like when they it's... were like yeah like with the the party was kind of you know uh, right like going crazy have... looking for yeah conspiracy because there are multiple Vietnamese American waves too. Yes, so exactly. We haven't. That's. We haven't, so, we haven't explored that. But if he was a boat person, like my friend uh, Duke, who uh, owns Mango Mango and those ones who are selling my beer at those places, like uh, he is a Vietnamese boat person. Like this, his story is that like um, they had his family was able to like purchase one place on the boat, right? And uh, it was supposed to go to his oldest, the oldest brother of the family. But the last minute, his mother switched him out. Uh, he was really young at the time, like too young, but he just he had more spirit, she said. And so, like, did the quick, like, switch out. And then, uh, yeah, so on a boat crazy. in a refugee camp. And then, like, uh, put himself through engineering school. I mean, and, how, uh, 
I mean, just think about like the rash decisions that you know refugees make oh, right there on the spot, right? That shaped not only that? your life but generations, right? Like, yeah, you know, like that decision, like you know, affects generations of your family. That's so crazy. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's it's crazy, but not crazy to me because I'm like, yeah. uh, I hear those stories all the time. But here's what I'm saying: like, so uh, if he was a boat person, uh, or yeah, like not him, but like his parents right then yeah. uh or grandparents whatever just yeah like however we decide to, to do that yeah it's possible he would have family there yeah right and so like maybe uh somebody can't take care of a kid or there's some circumstance which is like they want him to take care of the, or bring the kid back i don't know that it gets weird right yeah because we, we haven't thought about that route before of adopting a family member but wouldn't you just been... give them money unless it was maybe in some circumstance where they didn't want the kid i don't know right? there's a, i guess it's a lot of backstory because i mean the only family that's over there right now is steven's mother so right well that we currently have in there but if steven's mother is there that's the point right we never even really talked about steven's mother of like why she's still there did she come back or like, why did the 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 father leave then? Right. Um, these are some things that we need to figure out. Yeah, these are holes. Um, hmm. Okay. Where? What's? What are our next? I mean, we do know our next steps. Let's see. So, do we do we decide those now? Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's decide those know. now. Let's decide I, those now. What feels right to you? So, like, uh, we've talked a little bit about your own family's history and stuff. So, like, they would have come after the war? Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking to my own family, um, we somehow got connections to the embassy. Then we flew. Um, then my family flew to Camp Pendleton, San Diego area. Right. Um, and then they got sponsored somewhere in California. I got to look through my family tree history thing. What um, what year would this have been, though? Post-75. Okay. So post-75, you know, those years after that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Camp Pendleton to sponsorship to, you know, um, my aunt moving to Oakland and Berkeley. And then... My mom moving to L.A. to work at my grandma's restaurant where she ultimately met my dad in my grandma's restaurant. And then the rest is history. And that was in L.A. And then from L.A. moved up to Berkeley. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the biggest thing with our plot is like because we have the mothers. We said stayed, but it's what she came back. So that's a decision we've got to make. Um. But yeah, maybe we should also... Uh, do, how much do you know about Steven's family story? Or should we just save that and like interview him and talk to him? We should save that and interview him. All I know is that, yeah, they're in Manchester. But then, um, yeah, I mean, just the little that I know. I know like Steven's dad was at one point back in Vietnam in Haiphong. But I don't know. We got to ask Steven. Okay. But yeah, so th- I mean... So there are a number of ways we could go about it, but I think it makes the most sense to kind of keep to some reality, right? Like, so your your family story kind of, like, is, I think, a fairly common one. I also know, like, 
Duke, yeah. who went and then came back. Like, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, the decision I'd say we need to make, it's like, again, one of the adoption things, and like, that, that would be the, the strong motivator of like, why is he adopting somebody from Vietnam? Could be that Summer and uh, Stephen wanted to have a kid, and the mother knew a relative or like, it may even turn out that they're not actually a relative, but like maybe they're, um, that person has cancer or some, something oh. that they're not going to be able to take care of the child, but they're pregnant. And right. so then Stephen's going over to do this adoption through that. That's fascinating. So, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we could do like that, right? If we had a family member thing, which then even like, uh, we could probably get around the, the law, like the Hague Convention law, because there's gotta have been exceptions for like people that are blood right. relatives, right? Right. I don't know. That's that's an interesting angle, yeah. And it would also um, then be a motivation of like why he's reconnecting with his mother and stuff, because like he could have told his mother like, yeah, because she's like, oh, why is she having kids? I, I, I We're trying, mom. We're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then she brings up, well, you know, your cousin, because uh, you, ha yeah, your cousin is in Saigon, like. Did, was he from a part of the family that was a state here, or did people come back, or what was what's that? No, so no, no. I mean, he's always um, no, he's always been there. Um, but then, like, yeah, he was born there. Mom and, and his dad, who's like my uncle. Um, yeah, he he grew up in Saigon. So um, yeah, but I mean, the funny thing about him, you know, he's uh, yeah, he he studied abroad in Sydney, and then. He's really, yeah, he would love to come to the States, too. So, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, no, I don't, um, no, I totally see why. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I don't know, would Stephen adopt like, Wait, his cousin? Let me think. But that's what I'm saying. It's like your cousin is there and with a family that just has been there the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, yeah, cool. so, so they, they, yeah, they, well, I mean, with the exception of his mom, who, like, would travel to France to basically be, like, the au pair of, I believe it's, like, my cousin's half-sister, something like that. This is all so interesting, but whenever you, like, kind of, <laughs> I, 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 like, I kind of get it, like, you know, whenever you talk about your own family things, it's, like, the things that you just, you grew up with, so you kind of dismiss yeah. them as interesting, you're like, right. Oh, but for me, this is all fascinating, Jimmy. Like, I, I could write, a, like, a whole documentary just about these stories. Right. No, totally. I think there but, are actually series that are about, like, yeah, these things. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... No, I... That's an interesting angle. I mean, that could... Because then I, I, I almost feel like that's also... Maybe that also gives more gravity for the mom's story of why the mom is back. There's all uh, sorts there. of things we could do with that, right? Because right. she, she could be pregnant uh you know with the kid and then it's like steven kind of going back and forth of like whether he wants to because like maybe part of the idea was supposed to be him getting to know her or helping out or yeah he was gonna pay it... the medical costs or i don't know it depends on what story we want to tell from this person who's pregnant but it could be a lot more interesting than just adoption agencies and stuff especially right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a family thing it's a family thing and that's what he's um, trying to do is reconnect yeah. right so why are we because uh, we barely even had the mom in the the story which i remember both of us really kind of feeling like we wanted more of right because i i think that's also interesting in that i think that's a very um vietnamese american thing or vietnamese abroad thing vietnamese yeah. thing where you're like 
you know, your, your, your mom and dad or uncle, they would be like, oh, yeah, you got to, like, take care of your family in Vietnam. You're like, what? Like, I haven't even seen them. I don't even know them. And, like, I know my cousin, not through pictures. Like, I actually, you know, went bowling with the guy, and, you know, I visited him in Sydney. And, um, and so, like, I know him as family now versus, like, you know, oh, yeah, this is your family. Here's a Facebook video about yeah, your, your family. Not my, yeah, it's not my yeah. family. But, yeah. like, whereas now I'm like, I know, you know, I've gotten high with the guy, you know? <laughs> so I know this guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and, and that I think is also just like a very, that's a very VitQ struggle of like, not until I actually see this person, like, do I feel like I have this, like, why should I take care of this person when I'm like, you're saying it's family, but I don't know, I've never met them, but then you actually go meet them and then it becomes this different thing, but also not really if you're not staying there, you know, you, yeah. you might've like been there for one week and like, how do you like be there for one week and just call them family all of a sudden? It's, it's, it's a struggle. So um, that's maybe what this, yeah, it kind of is, is like him staying for a while to connect. All right. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's some decisions to be made here. Right. So, yeah. uh, all right, one, uh, if it is a family member, how close are they to him and did he already know them? Also, why are they giving up this child? Like, again, there is kind of a stigma about um, adoption in Vietnam and Korea and I, I think China as well. I don't, I don't want to overstate, like, what I know. But I know there's a stigma about adoption where a lot of people don't like to adopt uh kids or put them up for adoption and that was supposedly the reason like people were adopting from other countries because they don't have that stigma is this something you've heard of the stigma of oh i'm sorry i'm sorry Uh, people don't that people don't really adopt in uh in vietnam or korea and like a lot of like asian countries oh of like of just like within the country itself yeah you that you people don't adopt kids that they don't know like you like if i couldn't have kids i wouldn't necessarily think about it that's interesting i mean my gut says I, mean, probably... it's a, I know it's a thing i just don't know if it's changed and i'm being like you know uh putting some weird stereotype on it but i don't think, yeah i don't think it's really as big of a thing as it is here in like the states as a, yeah right. as, as a western concept or yeah i guess i want to say western concept but we maybe just throwing giant yeah swaths over this whole thing i mean like, I, yeah, I, pe- people from these areas don't think it, this. no it, like, it's funny it's like i i i have like this i think this weird assumption that probably it's probably looked down upon to like adopt anyone within the country or something i remember that the Vietnamese government apparently during that time were like, um, they 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 preferred if more adoption was happening there, but but there was perhaps a lack of interest, which is why they were more about international. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, because I know there's also the thing about um, like if if people can't have kids here, like you know, uh, some of the more old fashioned couples, I guess I would say. Um, which I'll see a lot in Hoi An, like, if uh, the, I don't know, if they don't conceive, like, it's kind of, like, a reason to not be married to that person anymore. Mm. You, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, like, this, like, oh, oh, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, infertile, yeah, can't like give you a kid. Sh- like, the person's treated badly. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. So that, I guess, could be part of so, But anyways, like, because the mom is kind of an alternative character anyway, right? We right. kind of said that she's, very 
She's uh, punk rock. She's punk rock. She, yeah, she's a free thinker. <laughs> she's got her, like, uh, backpacker, like, hostel. Um, but anyway, so, like, she might know of a situation. Like, maybe somebody came to her, like, a distant family member or something like that, and asked for help. Or is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's yeah. like, oh, my, yeah, my son, like, is trying to have a kid. Let's do this. Right, right. So even right, if there right. is that stigma, maybe there wouldn't be with him because like also he's american his wife is american they'll be happy about that yeah like right right but then uh so who is this person that's giving their child up for adoption and why that is my question for you because this is gonna now be if we do this this is gonna be an important character uh who have not yet written in mom's sister Mom's sister. That what? That stayed. That that stayed in the country. That didn't mic. That wasn't a refugee. Didn't migrate over. Mom's sister. So she's very old. Oh, you're right. Mom's. No, no, but that could be the reason she wants it. She's like, I don't want to have another kid. I'm, you know. I'm like forty. Uh, I'm mm. sixty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it could or, be. Or, or mom's sisters. Well, then the mom would be young, which, oof. Could be no. a cousin. No, could no, young, cousin. Is, young is good. It could be like a 16-year-old. Yeah. But, like, then why wouldn't she have an abortion? Or, or, or this, or this too, right? Yeah. Doesn't have an abortion, but then what if, like, either Stephen or Summer, you know, is anti-abortion... Yeah. Maybe Summer's anti, or maybe Summer's Christian. But they wouldn't necessarily know her at that point. Like I don't know. Um, right. It could. Hmm. It, right, could be for money reason. It could be that that person's not, uh, against abortion, or just that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could be like a weird Vietnamese Christian. They, like, there are like yeah. They, yeah, like, there are. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be it. And she's like, I I can't give up this baby. Yeah. And maybe, and, like, uh, so the idea is, like, yeah, but the family, because of the stigma, doesn't want to uh, make a big deal out of it. So they're trying to, like, she's not leaving the house and stuff. I don't know. There could be a whole story there. Yeah. It would definitely be putting a weird spin on some things happening in Vietnam that I don't know if we want to get into Vietnamese Christians and all that stuff. Um, hmm. But anyways, that's a that's a thing where we could go. That's a plausible explanation. Could be... Okay. You know, we've got that blind character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, I forget her name. Uh, but yeah, the band, the lead singer. <laughs> yeah. And again, there's by no means like, of course, blind people could take care of kids, but it could be like she was. She's a single. Uh, she's single, and she just doesn't really want to uh, do that. But maybe she realizes too late that she is pregnant. You know, like she's like four or five months. Like she's beyond the the oh. the term for the abortion. Oh. And and it's her, and she's like she's like I don't want to be like you know life is hard enough as it is, and uh, and decides that uh, yeah, hmm. uh, she wants to put the kid up for adoption, and like you know like and it is a family friend or something. But then also yeah, it could be like how he gets into the bands and stuff like that. I don't know. That could be that's a thing. true. That could be a thing. Um, well, no matter what, it seems like somebody close to them has a baby that's and that's what draws them into the adoption that's do you like that i i like that because it yeah it 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 makes things more complicated 
There's a which lot. Is good. Yeah, there are which a lot of good. threads that need to be tied and stuff with any decision we make with this. And yeah, you're right. Like I don't think we can do all of that work right here, right now, while people are listening. But uh, right. so I think we'll need to do that some of that on our own. But right. I think yeah, I think we have decided we do want to do the adoption angle, and we just need to yeah, right because I think this is, it's just it's going to change a lot of the story. Uh, but it does make sense then why they're there. And also, like, even Steven acting the way he does, because, like, maybe he's kind of going back and forth of whether he wants to do this, but then kind of feels like he has to because they already right. read to this person who he sees on a regular basis. I don't know. There are all sorts of interesting, like, uh, you know, pathways to go. It's like this whole, I mean, you know, really challenging that whole question of, like, what what is family? Um and like as we cross borders uh, to another country, um, what's blood? Um, yeah. And yeah, that goes. What are your obligations to to each other or like your circles? Who who is in your circle? Um, I say it shows a big difference. Yeah, between like his way of life because he'll be meeting other relatives then, right? Yeah. Not just the mom. Right. Uh, hmm. all right. Yeah, I think we need to do some interviews, I think, is our, our next yeah. thing. Uh, whether that we were, well, yeah, maybe, maybe we don't need to make any, you know what? Maybe the best pathway to go is do some research, even on, like, with the podcast, but we just start interviewing some people who have gone through this process, who have, uh, like, you were kind of talking about, uh, the, the cousin, like, we needed some more of these stories, like, and we, we get some more of these stories and people's, like, feelings about them so that we can kind of piece together our own, um, craft a little bit. But I think, actually, you know, I know we were going to, like, try and go real quick with the, how we're going to patch this into the thing, but I think we need to do more of an emotional research phase, mm. like, talk, talking to, like, real people who have done this. Um, right. Both the, the adoption... Um, or even just come here to reconnect with people or who have family. Um, also, people's stories about uh, why people left Vietnam and certain people didn't, I think, might be a, a bit of a pathway we need to go on first before we make those decisions. What do you, right. what do you no, think? No, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there, um, yeah, we have to do more emotional research. Or, I mean, factual, we just have to do more research about, yeah, let's go on this adoption route. Hey, yeah. I, I'm going to say it right now. You know what we need? What? Stephen Huang. Ooh. Let's mean do to get it. Him on, get him on mic. Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody get me Stephen Huang. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Well, I, he yeah, is. We, we can have know, him more he, than one. He like, is. More than once. Like, so uh, here it is. No, he is coming to Berkeley. What? When? Yeah, no, he's coming to Berkeley uh, June 10th. That's so, perfect. Yeah, that's like a, it's like that's like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, he's coming to yeah, like yes. uh, yeah, yeah. So he's coming to Berkeley. We're gonna hang out. You can sit um, next to each other with a microphone. You we just can sit change next that to the, uh, with the microphone, the, the direction, the omni thing to the other exactly. thing. Exactly. Oh next yeah. To each other. This right. is perfect. Yeah, and we could do well. Okay, so I mean, yeah, we could be in the makerspace. I mean, preferably. Oh, the timing would be a little different. Hey, we'll figure that out later. But hey, we'll figure that out later. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get Stephen yeah, Huang on the let's mic. Get Stephen Huang in two weeks. We'll do it. Thanks uh, for thanks for coming. If you have any questions about uh, today's episode, or you want to see some of the uh, the things that Jimmy was talking about, some of those links, uh, take a look at our website www.whattheesl.com. 
Uh, or you can take a look at our Facebook or Twitter feed at what the ESL. I'm Jimmy Tran. And I'm Nathan Byerline. See everyone later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>